2: You may have seen towards the end of last week that Amazon released its quarterly earnings and that the numbers caught more than a few people by surprise. Analysts actually underestimated the losses for the quarter. Revenue missed by about $260 million, according to some reports. And the company is expected to lose even more money potentially in the current quarter, even with the boom of the holiday shopping season within it and with revenues still going higher. So how tough of a spot is Amazon in right now with all of these investments like the Fire smartphone and tablet coming in as big expenditures, bigger expenditures than expected? Joining us to discuss it on the phone, Daniel Raff, who is an associate management professor here at Warden, and joining us in the studio, Peter Fader. Marketing Professor here at warden and great to have you both here Daniel great to have you on the phone Peter great to have you in the studio thanks very much Happy to be here good morning Dan morning Peter great to have you both here Dan let's start with you the company's stock obviously took quite a hit uh, on Friday down about eight and a third percent uh, from the management perspective that is a little bit of a statement, is it or do we kind of blow it off as a one-off
1: um- The situation is complicated. This isn't really about um, management per se, I think, but about a competitive strategy of the company and how that is playing out in its industry context. Um, There's, you know, there's bulls and bears. The the bulls want to see this um, as a kind of blip. Um, uh, More precisely, they want to see the company um, as very firmly investing uh, for a very long-run competitive position and spending, making capital, what are in effect capital investments, uh, whatever is required to uh, assure a dominant position at some rather vague point in the future. They also tend to be uh, rather vague uh, as to how that position is going to be established, rather vague about who the competitors actually are, and so forth. Um, The bear position is that the markets are changing uh, underneath Amazon um, in its traditional uh, media business, uh, more and more of that business uh, is, um, they say, uh, in digital and um, digital products, uh, which are being accessed via downloading, um, so that the competitors uh, are very large, very sophisticated uh, tech companies like Apple and Google and Netflix, of course. So there's a whole lot more competition than in the days uh, when uh, uh, Amazon, which had raised capital very very cheaply, um was going up against very thinly uh, capitalized uh, uh independent bookstores um and the two chains of which only uh, one really survives now um this isn't um the situation that's going on in their media business anymore um uh, the web services business, which is basically leasing out software space to leasing out hardware uh, processing capacity um, to firms and to the federal government um, and so forth. There's enormous, again, quite deep-pocketed competition in that. They have to invest fiercely in order to uh, stay up with it. And the, the most recent product introduction they made, this uh, Fire Phone, one uh, uh, aspect of the appeal of which to the Apple, the Amazon shareholders was to be that it would enable uh, in-store price comparison seems to have been just a rapt failure. Um, uh, you'll see the, the loss written off in the accounts, um, uh, you know, the short-term uh, loss, but I think they really had hoped... That that was going to be a, a, a tremendous lever um, into the retail trade, and I don't think it's working out that way. Um, so, the least thing you can say is that the bears have specificity on their side.
2: Uh, Peter, what do we? Uh, what is the general conception now with Jeff Bezos uh, running the show? Because obviously, he's making you know pretty much every one of these decisions. They got to go through him, uh, and certainly uh, Amazon, as as Dan just alluded to, they've got a lot of. Uh, They're tentacles in a lot of different baskets right now. Well, Bezos has been on
0: message. He's been completely consistent for 20 years. He's been building for the future. He's been figuring out who those valuable customers are and surrounding them with a variety of products and services, some of which, many of which Amazon doesn't make any money on. But it makes the customer that much more valuable to Amazon. And the problem, as, as Dan said, is that it's hard for the bulls to be able to point to that value. The issue, it's not so much Amazon's fault. It's really the fault of how we value companies. Sure. Is that we tend to look at, at, at the products. We, we tend not to look at the value of the customers. Yeah. You don't see the customer assets on the balance sheet. That's what Amazon's building. They're creating some incredibly valuable customers. Customers that are not only buying a lot of stuff from them, but are really locked in. Uh, and, and we all know that about how uh, we're, we're quite happy to be held hostage by Amazon because they make our lives so much better <laughs> and easier. But the value of that stickiness doesn't show up on the balance sheet. Bezos says, trust me, trust me, trust me. I think he's right. And I think that uh, people who are trying to use standard Wall Street metrics to, to judge a company that's really building it from customer value, not product value, it's hard for us to do that.
2: I guess in some respects, we, we, we uh, Daniel, we get so uh, locked into the actual physical items that, that a company will bring out that we forget about what, what Peter was just talking about, about the people that, that they're trying to uh, basically recruit and bring in.
1: A uh, piece point is completely well taken, um, and I entirely agree with it, um, but it's a fairly incomplete. Uh, account of Amazon's business, the, the Amazon Web Services is huge. Yeah.
2: We're talking with uh, Daniel Raff, associate management professor here at Wharton, and also Peter Fader, market, marketing professor here at Wharton, and also uh, host of the Marketing Matters show here on Sirius XM One Eleven Wednesdays from five until seven Eastern time. Uh, what let, ab- me, let me let me yep.
1: let me reframe what I said. Okay. Pete's, Pete's point is not only exactly right, but it's tremendously important. On um, Uh, for um, uh, figuring out what the prospects of a very, very wide uh, range of firms are. But you have to look closely at the composition of the business of any particular firm um, uh, to understand exactly how much purchase that sort of analysis um, has. I just think um, that the importance of Amazon Web Services um, to Amazon and the The uh, obvious investment um, um, demands that it seems to be posing now and in the immediate future um, are also a very big deal uh, for Amazon. It's also the case that its content is just getting much more expensive. That's why you see some of the margin changes that were visible in the financial statement that just came out.
0: And one of the big frustrations, and again, uh, uh, Dan hinted at it earlier, is that Amazon keeps things so close to their chest sure. that even if they're building all these great customer assets and they're they're creating a whole new way of doing business, they're not sharing that. Yeah, uh, And so we have no idea was... uh, h- how many units of a phone they've sold <laughs> or how much of, of their revenue or profit arises from web services versus selling uh, books and movies. And so
1: it, it, it's also the case that Some of the statistics that they do like to quote um, are calculated in uh, somewhat puzzling ways. Um, They harp a lot on free cash flow, but they put things into free cash flow, um, which it wouldn't necessarily occur to you to count in that. your notion of free cash flow is money that could be just distributed to shareholders if management
2: wanted to. Well, then, it, even with the the lack of information or the vagueness, as you put it, Dan, that, that, that Amazon ha, has in their approach these days, it seems like it's fairly uh, uh, obvious to a lot of people that the Fire smartphone is not doing as well as they would like it to. But that being said, with all of the other entities that we were just speaking about – is the Fire smartphone almost a write-off at this point and not even really a major concern to the company's bottom line?
1: Oh, I think the, the Fire phone basically is a write-off um, at this stage. I think it's interesting um, from um, an analytical perspective in that I don't think that they created that product in order to, to jump into the phone business I think they created it because they hoped that it would lead to a lot of in-store price comparison and incremental orders to Amazon. And that's why the uh, failure of it as a product goes to this question of, um, oh, yes, um, a a glorious future, but how exactly is it going to come about?
0: But Amazon isn't afraid to cannibalize itself in order to create just a little bit more customer lock-in and to push some competitors out of the way. I mean, one, one could argue that the whole book business has been a failure for Amazon because <laughs> they haven't made money on it, but, but it's helped them establish a, a, a real position of strength that they can leverage in other ways. Now, oh, there's I mean, a
1: ver- can I, I yeah, that for a second? There's a, there's a wonderfully um, – Uh, vivid example of that that I've come across in the course of some research I've been doing. Um, If you go back to the very end of the 1990s and you asked people um, in the book trade, as I did then, um, what, what kind of company Amazon was, they would have said, on. They sold books and music and videos and so forth. And if you would ask these people, which I did, um, what sort of, of of personnel Amazon was trying really hard to hire, the answer was very smart buyers. And by the end of the nineteen nineties, Amazon was hiring people whom we would now call big data people their yeah. highest uh, hiring concerns so far as I, priorities so far as i can make out were applied physicists and very very sophisticated statisticians and so forth they already grasped that they were basically um, in the business Uh, of getting information about uh, consumer search and consumer preferences and analyzing very, very carefully in a way which would just warm the cockles of Professor Fader's heart um, (laughs) uh, how to make themselves valuable to consumers. I think anybody in the book trade really had a glimmering of this in 1998 or
2: 1999. Let me ask both of you this question because I, I have tended to joke living here in Philadelphia about the fact that it seems like Comcast is a company that wants to rule the world when you think about all the tentacles that, that they have going right now. But it seems like maybe it might even be more appropriate to put that label on Amazon with everything that they are obviously involved in, uh, even more so than, than Comcast is.
0: Well, you can't think of two more different business models or, sure, or, or yeah. strategies
2: that they follow. So
0: Amazon, Dan said it, and go right back to, even before it was Amazon, when Jeff Bezos first set up the, the original company, Cadabra, Yeah, terrible name, uh, it really was about finding those smart, rich people and let's do whatever it takes to bring them on board and to do whatever it takes to enhance and extract value from them. Sure. So he has been... Always on message with that, never wavering. Whereas a Comcast is your, your, your classic product-centric firm. Let's just find great scale. We don't really know who's buying or what they're doing, and we don't care. Yeah. We're just focusing on getting the volumes up and the costs down. And it's worked for them, but, but the, the models couldn't be more different from each other.
1: Though interestingly, from a governance perspective, these are both firms in which it appears that a relatively small cadre of people who are thinking very analytically about the future and about the investments they have to make, the capabilities they have to develop um, to get there, really are driving the firm. These are not firms uh, which are basically figuring out what to do by asking themselves what Wall Street wants them to do.
2: So then even with, with what Amazon has been going through the last few months with their, uh, with their fight, their issues with Hachette Book, book Publishing, it, it, that even, I guess, in the scope of everything that goes on, it, is not that important to them because they feel like they can kind of set the policy because they're worried about the customers, as, as we talked about.
1: I think, go so, ahead, Dan. You
2: know it a lot better than I do.
1: Well, the the struggles with hashat, which are basically struggles at a literal levels, struggles about the pricing um, of e-books and the fraction of the surplus the sales that are generating, which will go to the intermediary Amazon rather than to the publisher, which is also a kind of intermediary uh, chat. Um, It's very... We, we really don't know enough um, to understand the place that occupies um, in the minds that struggle and the importance that struggle occupies in the minds of Amazon senior management. They may be trying to get more margin dollars out of that uh, relationship and out of the deals they are negotiating with the other big commercial publishers, one of which, Simon & Schuster, um, did get sorted out recently, but the others of which, I guess, are still pending. Um, it might have been that they were worried about the cash troubles they're having uh, elsewhere, which we read about um, in, the, um, in the earnings uh, uh, announcement and so forth, and they were just trying to shake more money out of the tree. It might... It, it might well be a long-term strategic project. If you look back in their um, uh, 10Ks, more or less all the way to the beginning, when they list okay. uh, their competitors, they list the publishers. Yeah, that's um, right. Uh, so it, it's, it's, really, it's really hard to know with great confidence um, whether that's just a small kind of independent initiative whether it's, um, you know, worries emanating from the chief financial officer's office, um, uh, or quite what it, of course, has the publishing industry at least overtly um, terrified. It's not yet. Uh, visible that the publishing industry is so terrified that they're actually mobilizing to do something constructive to
2: resist it. Then looking at Amazon right now as a company, what is probably the most important area for them to build from this point going forward, let's say over the next five years? I'll throw it to Dan first.
1: If they're going to, if they're, <clears throat> if they're going to be very dependent upon uh, web hosting, Um, the Amazon Web Services um, part of the business. Um, They're in a very uh, uh, cash-demanding competitive situation um, because Google um, uh, and Microsoft are pouring money um, into their uh, competing competing enterprises. Um, They're clearly um, prepared to build, um, meaning uh, invest, meaning pour pour money uh, into without worrying about profits on the uh, the actual um, retail businesses that they're in. And I I anticipate that that will continue. By the end of this year, they apparently expect to have 15 uh, local distribution centers in the United States. There's already quite a number of cities where they're doing uh, same-day delivery. And, you know, they're there are other companies that are making these investments as well. Those two, by the way, uh, show up in the financial statements in a disguised sort of sort of way. You don't really see the, the full expense of, of those now, but they're clearly uh, very committed um, to that sort of thing. They clearly think, rather along the lines Pete was describing, that that's going to be uh, a central element of their appeal to the customers. They want to have... Um, I mean the case of the of the bears, I suppose is they're riding the tiger on both of those. It's not clear that at the end of the day, all of the money that they're pouring into those um, two sorts of enterprises are going to leave them with a dominant position
0: Be, so uh, do uh, first, I have
1: a position in the stock no <laughs> <laughs> and
0: and nor do I in fact, I was an early skeptic of Amazon uh, because they were doing things that were so unconventional, but over the twenty years i've I've, I've learned that. Uh, they're actually embracing a very different kind of strategy, and 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 I think doing it superbly well, even if quarterly numbers don 't reflect it. I think opening up a retail store in, in Manhattan uh, and, and doing more things that are closer to customers bricks and mortar I think is brilliant on their part because yeah. they have such a an adored name uh, customers just 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 love what Amazon means to them even if if publishers and other intermediaries don 't uh, i think that 's just going to expand their footprint they 're going to have their their tentacles into us even deeper yeah the big question for me and I, and I, I do not know the answer to it is. The the whole web services thing is that just icing on the cake that they have all the capabilities through all the other activities that do, they're doing that they can just you know do that just for kind of fun money, um, or is that cake itself and is that really core to the business?
1: Oh, it's cake itself. It was one of their major responses to their their brush with with bankruptcy um, after the um, in the several years after the the tech crunch, um, they put a lot. They put a lot of resources into books, music and video, but but the other really big thing they did, from from what I can see, is um, uh, invest like mad uh, in this business and in the the uh, third-party sorts of businesses um, it enabled. Um, I I strongly uh, suspect that it's a huge piece of what they're doing and where their cash is going.
0: Dan, do you see a time when, they're, when they'll actually connect these two seemingly, seemingly disparate parts of the business? Because right now, the web services and just all the kind of consumer-facing stuff are, are, are quite distinct.
1: Um, if I were the head of the web services business, I think I'd regard um, such usage of my computers um, as as the consumer business makes um, as icing on my cake. I don't, <laughs> I don't have the impression um, that. Um, uh, that's uh, a major uh, source of the uh, of the traffic on their computers
2: well how much how I much
1: they, i think they have huge scale customers
2: how much more will we see Dan than the 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 piece like Amazon prime just continue to grow and grow because it seems like that's one of those areas where they can really reach a lot of people
1: one of the recent developments that uh, has been very hard to interpret, um, is they're, um, um, basically, um, trying to get their current prime, basically, um, uh, trying to pay their current prime customers to get them new prime customers. Yeah. And it's, they painted, the CFO painted this in the, in the earnings call, um, as, um, uh, being, um, uh, uh, just a kind of bur- uh, burst of exuberance on their part, and of course the sort of customers uh, we like will know other people we haven't yet been introduced to, um, but might like. Um, I'm I, I imagine some more skepticism than that um, is in order, and of course they they raised the um, the price of it uh, um, uh, by about 25 percent. Um, they're very careful um, to give qualitative characterizations of the growth of membership of Amazon Prime and not actually give any numbers about it. Um, One would really like to see numbers uh, on that. Um, uh, My kid and their husband have it and they use it intensively. I imagine that's true of of, of most of the customers of it. Um, I just don't know. We would like very much to know um, what the uh, current levels of usage of that are current enrollments and so forth, and the time trends and so forth, and they are very assiduous in not revealing
0: this information. Well, this is one area where they have a lot in common with our, our neighbor Comcast over here in that uh, they get, they got people uh, just, just uh, paying that money, in fact, not even actively <coughs> paying. It's just kind of, you know, uh, uh, being That's drained the- out of their veins. <laughs> uh, and, and and while people might complain a little bit about prices going up it's not like anyone's walking away from it either sure uh, so they've created an, another kind of lock-in besides the fact that that uh, you know one click ordering for for discretionary items uh, so I think that they've been r- real smart
1: about that and I read somewhere that target is um, going to do free shipping this Christmas season um, uh, without any sort of um, uh, hurdle uh, amount. Um, I wonder. An awful lot of the goods Amazon ships um, are not books, music, and video. I wonder how I wonder how much of an impact on their sales. Target basically giving overall free shipping, and perhaps other general merchandise uh, firms doing that as well. I wonder how much of an impact that will
0: have. Personally, I see a, a free shipping or is almost like table stakes. Uh, uh, and there are sure there are some people on the margin who are thinking, well, you know, all right, Target's free now, maybe I'll go with them, but there's so many other people who just have their their finger on the button with Amazon, no. uh, and they're they're just gonna you know uh, click click click, Christmas shopping's done. They don't want to walk into the store at all.
2: Well, how much of that then is also going back to last Christmas with the fact that there was, obviously it's, you can buy stuff online from Target as well, but obviously there was the breach that they had right around Thanksgiving, and that obviously affected them as well. I would think that'll just make it even easier for people to say, okay, I'm just going to do my my shopping on Amazon and not even worry about it.
1: I am cautious about one thing, which is that, um, college professors and people who live in big east coast cities and so forth may have um, Amazon may have a different salience to them than it does to people who live in the, the extended middle west and just in much sure. less densely urbanized uh, places where you know your neighbors don't all have advanced degrees and so forth. Um, Pete may be uh, aware of of survey data um, that i 'm not but i would I would certainly um, be a little cautious uh, about
0: that i think it's it 's fair point i think uh, besides demographic differences, there are still just a lot of people who just enjoy shopping that they, they they want to be yeah. in a store. Uh, and, and just as there's people who have been, say, maybe suspicious of a target because of a data breach, there's still plenty of people who are suspicious about uh, uh, buying things purely online without touching them first. So I think it, it, Dan's absolutely right. It's it's, it's, a, it's a much bigger world out there than the three of us on the phone
2: here. We're talking with Daniel Raff, who is an associate management professor here at Warden, also Pete Fader, marketing professor and host of Marketing Matters, Wednesdays from 5 to 7 p.m. I'm Dan Loney. Uh, quickly, as we start to wrap this up, then, I—, I dan i'll throw this to you and i'll peter as well is there an area that is kind of the next big mountain for for amazon to climb obviously they have a lot of work to do in web services and still building out a lot of their retail sectors but is there an area that is that next logical step for them
1: well the thing i see on as a being in the middle of a <laughs> study of the history of book distribution. The thing that's most salient um, to me at the moment is this obvious uh, effort they have that Paul Krugman wrote about in last Friday's New York Times to squeeze the margins on their supply chain, yeah. to try to have more of the of the surplu- the surplus gross surplus that's being generated by sales sticking to their hands rather than yeah. to the hands of firms that are upstream of them. Um, In the larger perspective, um, I don't have a strong view. Maybe Pete has a... a, um,
0: Well, I think in addition to to squeezing uh, intermediaries, which indeed is, is something they've been very good at, Uh, They've built such a a powerful brand, such an interesting connection with customers, but pretty much everything they do has been commerce-oriented. And and you look at at how all the other big firms that they're butting heads with, so whether it's Microsoft, Google, Facebook, are trying to do things just to kind of be um, hosting the conversation, just getting people to talk with each other and just being the facilitator. Again, I wonder whether uh, eventually Amazon Web Services moves over in that direction that that will – you know, there'll be the, the you know, Amazon social network or something like that. <laughs> I, uh, I have knows? a follow-on
1: question for Pete. I mean, they're clearly um, you know, competing with Netflix now, and they generated sure. some originals. Do you know anything about the reception? Is anything known about the reception of that and the profitability
0: of it and so forth? Well, typical of Amazon, uh, the, they, they won't break that out from, from everything. So it's, it's rolled up in there. If you read the statements closely enough, maybe you can pull it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, it's it's they have become besides uh, a, a programming, they now have their own publishing imprint. So they really are uh, trying to be more of a of a, of a direct player with, with consumers, uh, besides just uh, uh, letting them buy other people's stuff. And I think that's a trend that's going to continue.
1: And there's also the self-publishing though. I think that that's a, a more faderish attempt to invert the authors <laughs> and the Amazon customers than it is actually a serious
2: attempt to sell books. Mm. Dan, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Peter, also uh, welcome, and uh, thanks for coming into the studio as well. Thank you very much, both of you, for the conversation.
0: For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.